and welcome back to the yet unnamed, still unnamed, uh, Dave's I Know Minnesota Football Show podcast project. Um, Hit us up, the- listeners. We'll take requ- requests for whatever Ta- this name is. Talking about the World <laughs> Cup. Ho- hopefully, we'll have one before the uh, before the final. Let's put it that way. As long as we get one before the final, that's that'd be great. So, uh, we have the regular crew here. Rodrigo, how you doing? I'm good. good. I'm good. Eric, also from the Minnesota Football Show. All good. And uh, MJ, MJ, how are you doing from the Dave's I know? I'm doing great. Thanks. Excellent. All right. Well, let's jump into it. Um, if you listen to the first podcast, uh, you kind of know what we're going to do here. Um, if you haven't, uh, pause this one, go back and listen to that one. Listen to it onto it on the Dave's I know feed. Um, then delete that one, download the Minnesota football show feed, listen on that one, then delete that and just do it all over again. Just keep <laughs> downloading. The podcast, deleting it and bring it, yeah. bring it back. Um, Listen to it at, at one and a half, at two and a half, at three and a half. <laughs> Definitely speed. two and a half. <laughs> we have, uh, we have, we actually have some sponsors that we need to, uh, you know, they need to see the the bang for their buck. So yeah, do it, please. Download it, repeat. Uh, all right, let's start with. Uh, Listen to it when it's you know you're not even out of the house and just leave it on a computer running. Yes, to- <laughs> on a loop. I know, yeah. I know your, I know your roommates with your, or your paper thin walls, your next door neighbors with the dulcet tones. <laughs> I mean, Dave's I know in the Minnesota really football pump show. Up the, the volume on the amplifier so that like your neighbors hear it because they probably haven't heard us before and you should share us with everybody. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly. You'd rather than listen to us like chipmunks at three times speed than not listen to us at all. Indeed. It, it, we're really good with, uh, you know, raining in dogs, apparently, if you listen at three X <laughs> speed. So, yeah. We're, we're really right. good at putting babies to sleep at three days. That's what I've heard as well, that's too. Also true. I mean, that's when I want to make sure my daughter goes to sleep. I just like play her the podcast at 4x speed and she just conks right the fuck out. So, um, <laughs> okay, well, let's jump into it, boys. Uh, group E, uh, Rodrigo, you are kicking us off with Group, B, group E. Um, what we got, man? Well, Group E is an interesting group. Um, it's got Costa Rica. Germany, Japan, and Spain. Um, and overall, like some people have determined this group as to be kind of like one of the toughest groups that there is. Um, and so let's start off with uh, Costa Rica. Um, how they qualified, uh, well, they did, well, we know that they defeated the USA 2 nothing, and then ended up going to the international playoffs against New Zealand. And that's where a lot of Minnesota natives and Minnesota United fans really were at a crossroads whether to cheer for boxy playing in a world cup or whether to cheer for francisco cabo letting goals in at the world cup uh, it was a toss-up yep. we we as the fans and fanatics won regardless of what the outcome was going to be and uh for now you know we we get to see we get to see francisco cabo at a world cup uh in qatar uh, but at the same time, I I hope at one point we have like a like a like a table, or I'm not saying we we will do have bets, but just friendly wagers as to see what are the uh, what is the what is the over under how many goals Francisco Cabo is involved with that ended up being you know uh, part of that. But regardless of that, um, yeah, the qualification game that they had against New Zealand it was a one nothing game. Uh, Joel Campbell scored in three minutes, uh, assisted by Bennett. And there was a red card by uh, by a New Zealand player at right around the 50 minute. Um, you know, um, we've always wanted to know how Costa Rica will play. 
most of the times they they function between that the three back line and then that turn that into like like a like a five back line and and transferring into the the attack form depending on what their fullbacks want to do so we expect kind of the same thing here um the important players at least in my opinion of course you have Keller Navas who is literally carry this team in every single positive way that you can imagine uh of course you have uh Joel Campbell you have Benete you, you know um those are those those are players that 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 come in and out uh but the issue with this team is this team's old like literally this 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 roster you know has players that played in the previous world cup like you know you you can't find a replacement for uh um uh, Penegas you can't find a replacement for for different other players on this team it's 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 really in my opinion you know Costa Rica is in, in a tough group but also is one of the weakest teams in this tournament um and you know i'm pretty sure all the, all the ticos are going to be coming after me after after listening or if any actually listen to this podcast for that matter but um most important match for them i really think is japan right for costa rica to qualify for the knockout rounds it it needs a win and it's likely they they will need to force a draw against either spain or germany uh while defeating japan uh which is still a a, a very tall task for them to ask specifically um let's see um fun fact about this team last time they were in the world cup um Oviedo didn't make it and uh actually Oviedo is actually being called up to this team and that actually uh with the MLS connection on here is that the last Real Salt Lake player to represent Costa Rica was Douglas Aquira who participated in the 2006 world cup uh, and Oviedo was carrying that torch for RSL. Apparently, RSL has some sort of connection with Costa Rican players. I don't understand the 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 connection there, but overall, you know, that's that's where we stand at right there. So, I mean, apparently, with with Calvo and Venegas in Minnesota, apparently they like going to places with lots of white people. Maybe, yeah, apparently, know. right? I mean, who would, right? <laughs> I just want to yeah. say, for, former Everton fullback Brian Oviedo. My apologies. I, I forgot to mention Everton. Please, 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 please. Let, let's just start all over because I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mention Everton. Sorry. Uh, I had a harder that. Um, the next team in line, of course, Alemania, aka Germany, Dutchland. Um, how they qualified? Uh, well, you know, they were the winners of the UEFA Group J from the 2000, uh, from the last uh, qualification. Uh, that group, of course, you know, it wasn't. Like it was an extremely tough group, but overall, um, they were consistent. I think they won like all their games. And Northern Macedonia, Northern yeah. Macedonia yeah, took them down. Northern Macedonia two down, but regardless, <laughs> this this um, this German team is 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 in a, in a in a right a crossroads in a sense because we all remember the the 2018 debacle that they had. And I think it was one of the few times that they've not been able to get out of the group stage um, for the, you know, another fun fact about Germany, they think they've qualified for 20 out of the 22, 22 world cups. So that's like, you know, talk about consistency, but I think the most interesting thing for me about the German team um, has to be 
Hansi Flick. I think for me, uh, the switch from the, uh, the the previous coach to Hansi Flick is has been really the 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 thing that is kind of like gotten together. Not that I'm saying I am a Bayern Munich fan or not, which I am, but it's just overall um, the switch um, to the style of play and how he's been able to get the players to play in this area is is has been really interesting. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, um, uh, you know, like, like Hansi Flick has one of those, like, you know, when I, when I used to play FIFA and you can do like the manager style game, it's like one of those things where like you coach a team, you take them to the champions league, you win the champions league, you get offered a job to coach the national team. You know, it's, it's kind of like that kind of road that you kind of want to yeah. want to proceed in a sense, but so regardless, so right. So you're, you're you're telling me that Coach Ball Sniffer lost the lost the locker room there? Oh, pretty much. <laughs> when you when you don't when you don't uh, when you after 2018, I who which what German what German did, fan did, did he used to team. eat the boogers too? Yeah, yeah, Co- yeah, Coach Coach uh, Ball Sniffer McBoogie Eater. Yeah, <laughs> just didn't didn't yeah. but didn't Germany keep him on for the 2020 Euros and then Flick yes. came in? Yeah, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, interesting, interesting. Yep, yep, yep. But for me, that's the thing. I mean, of course, uh, some of the important players, of course, are Manuel Neuer, the goalkeeper. Of course, the um, everlasting uh, Thomas Mueller, Joshua Kimmage. Um, unfortunately, Timo Werner is out. So that's the question for me is like, who are they going to put in there to be able to uh, score more goals? But if anything, you know, this to be team, fair, anybody. Yeah, well, I mean, anybody not named Warner, like, yeah, they do just just be able to see how how that's going to work out in a sense. But, you know, there's some people that they're looking into, but the majority of this time it's just like they are in a position to um, to actually have a a good World Cup. I feel I I feel I have a feeling that even though they haven't been able to to, um, you know, kind of lose the the curse of 2018. I think they really want to redeem themselves into the aspect of it. And they have to, he hasn't played them in form in a sense um, since the qualification. So I think that is one of the things that, you know, I'm looking forward to for this team. Um, I think the most important match for them is probably going to be playing Spain, be able to see how that's going to work out and see where do they rank uh, in this test of uh, former, former world cup champions. So. And let's see, uh, speaking about Spain, let's go ahead and just go ahead and talk about uh, one of my least favorite teams, which is uh, the, the Spanish national team. Um, how they qualified? Well, they did, they, did, they did their best impression of being, uh, of re, what's the word? Re-enact or relive Taki Taki days and just add a little bit more of pressure or sense of pressure. Um who are the important players for them? Of course, uh, you have Pedri, Gavi, Busquets. I'm really focusing mostly in their midfield because I really think that's where this game is really going to go into. There's always questions. Is Sergio Ramos going to be called up or whatever else that is? And I just overall think that uh, Spain's is a very solid team. Um, they've been a solid team. Um, they play usually a 4-3-3. Uh, and when uh, the Taki... The the, the uh, tika taka kind of aspect of it was uh was popular uh, and people didn't know how to figure it out 
it, it worked great for them. But now uh, a lot of people, a lot of the other teams have figured out how to play against that and how to neutralize it. So now they have to play that style of ball, but with a little bit more urgency. And they have players. They have young players that can do that urgency and put that level of, of pressure on, uh, uh, on their attacking, an attacking team. So, I mean, I think overall, you know, again, to, to point at what their best uh, important match would be is that Germany game. That's probably going to be the game that goes for, for one and two. And I think that's probably one of the best things that, that they can look forward to. And I'm looking forward to that in a sense, which then leave us to probably one of my, um, my favorite teams. It's always been Japan ever since I've had uh, my eyes on them. Um, it's there's just been just a joy to watch technically, but also just a joy to watch as a team, like um, how they will work with each other and just how the ball gets, gets pulled out. And so how they qualify, well, it took the second place in group B with 22 points. Uh, important players for me. Um, there's this, there's this defender, uh, Takahiro Tomiyashu, who plays for Arsenal, uh, who, as we, as some of you know, um, um, is actually having a good run and um, in the EPL. And I think mostly yeah. there's a lot of different uh, other players to watch, like uh, like Takumi Minamino, who unfortunately is not getting um, the, the playing time that at least I, I've been aware of uh, with, with Liver, uh, Liverpool. He's not, but... he's not with Liverpool anymore. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, but yeah. I that. But yeah. Um... Yeah, where where did he go? He went to oh he went to Monaco. Uh yeah, yeah legal. was to Monaco, yep. Yeah. yeah. So and he's then there's Maya Yoshida, another older defender, but just I just think overall, like, you know, this is their seventh appearance. Um, last appearance that they had was in 2018 and they made it at the round of sixteens. Hmm. Their best finish is uh round of sixteens in two thousand two, two thousand ten, and twenty eighteen. So consistency of making it out of the group stage is, is part of their repertoire. And I expect some of the same, but I also expect them for me to be in a sense a giant killer. I expect them to be able to do something that 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 no one really expects. And that's 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 uh my breakdown for that. Uh, and in regards to games uh, for Group E, um, the 23rd, November 23rd, is Germany and Japan at 7 a.m. Uh, Spain, Costa Rica on the same day at 10 a.m. Then on November 27th, Japan versus Costa Rica. That's going to be a good good one to watch for sure. And of course, uh, Spain, Germany at 1 p.m. And then on December 1st, Japan, Spain at 1 p.m. and Costa Rica and Germany at 1 p.m. at the same time. And so um, overall, like, you know, like if you are a fan of this group, um, you and you live in the United States, you're pretty much lucked out as watching all the games that you want to be able to watch. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's um, that's clearly what I have, unless you guys have something else you want to add or we will, should we talk about the the kit? Of the group. Oh, let's let's. Why don't you break down how you think it's going to end up? Who's going to win the group? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Who, who's your one and two? I mean, this is this is a super fun group. These are, I think, all four of these teams could theoretically, I think, like legitimately, could say they have a chance at, at making it through either in first or second. So, um, well, who do you have, Rodrigo? Um, like again, I think you know, like we talked about, this is this is a fun group. 
um, you know, I think a lot of these players, a lot of these teams, I'm sorry, you know, have the potential to make it to the group of 16, uh, except for Costa Rica. I just don't think Costa Rica <laughs> is going to get um, maybe one point um, I, I, out of it. You know, I think it's an older team. Uh, maybe Qatar team... tries to naturalize Calvo while he's there. Put him on their team. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. That would yeah. be an awesome story. Uh, but, you know, I think the one and two, I, I keep going back and forth, is, is Germany, and it hurts me to say Spain. But um, but I'm hoping that Japan, like I said, does, does the does what I expected to, expect them to do is, 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 is have an upset. So my realistic point of view, I think it's it's – it's Germany or Spain, the top two, and and but what I dream of is uh, Germany and Japan, and then yeah, of um, course you do. I was waiting for that. Of course you and, want Spain, and, to get and then we out. can just go ahead have Spain have to sweat it out with seeing if they're the best third, and um, you know That's... in Costa Rica hoping that uh, they can naturalize some Spanish players. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> All right. Well. Uh, speaking, yeah, mentioned the kit. Um, let's talk about our fire kit of uh, of the podcast for these particular groups. And I'm going to throw it to MJ. Uh, MJ, who you got for the uh, fire shirt of the group? For this group, it has to be Japan. I, I'm sorry, but that's just the way it has to be. Go look at their kit. Their, their home kit is blue. It has this slight background pattern of triangles that kind of looks like a dragon. Uh, you know, they're the samurai warriors. Um, also, the dragon kind of looks because it's triangles, kind of looks like origami. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, they're way kit, bleh, but the home kit's cool. Cool. Um, but there's so yeah. the jacket, though, their breaking jacket, that, that the reversible jacket. Uh, <laughs> that jacket was uh, that jacket was pretty cool. Uh, I'll give them that. So, if you want a uh, fire uh, kit for your your team, your club, uh, your soccer supporter group, um, check out Podium Wear. Um, they'll help you design uh, super cool, unique, one of a kind jersey. Um, again, they're they're you know one of a crowd, one of a kind, um, made in Minnesota. They have a really awesome online store, um, so that you know your team can sign up for exactly what they want. You're not going to be getting a, a bunch of extra t-shirts or a bunch of uh, extra large uh, workout pants that don't work for any of your 10 year olds on your team or something like that. You can order specifically what you need. Um, and uh, everything is super, super manageable, super easy. I've, I've um, obviously taken part in a couple different uh, online orders and it's really, really awesome. Um, really great uh, team to work with again, locally made in Minnesota right here in St. Paul. So if you have any questions or want to find out more about uh, getting that custom one uh, unique one of a kind Jersey, reach out to Brian um at podium where um so brian at podiumware.com or uh, you can give him a call at 651-895-4559 yeah all right and i'm just saying who knows if you're if you if you are inspired by the japan japan uh merchandise maybe you can be the first one to 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 point at the direction and say hey can we make a reversible uh, a reversible you know jacket that can go in with everything else and who knows they might be able to make it happen yeah. and you know there you go. I just wanted to put in two, really quick too on the on the Japan jersey. Um, MJ forgot to mention it. It's like origami style, which makes it like even more badass. It's like origami dragons. It's it's so freaking cool. It's a it's a cool kid. I was pretty sure he said origami. Yeah, I think he Did said you say yeah. origami. Yeah, Eric's yeah. not oh. paying attention. Not paying attention. Right. So. I'm I'm doing wrist therapy here. Sorry. Yeah, stop. <laughs> no, this, this, stop this massaging that ball. Eric, this <laughs> is great because ball. 
I would rather have them hear that twice than not hear it yeah. at all. And Thanks. you, like so many of our listeners, when I start talking, just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's perfect. Yeah, even I zone out sometimes, and I'm like in charge of wrangling them in. So, um, okay, well, let's move on. I uh, that's, just group no, that's all right. Uh, group H, and you, MJ, as Group H, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, these folks, MJ? Group H, well, in Group H are Portugal, Ghana, and Uruguay, and of course, my favorite, Korea Republic, otherwise known to most of you as South Korea. So Portugal's obviously the favorite in this group. Uh, they are ninth ranked in FIFA. Um, the rest of the rankings go Uruguay at 14th ranked, South Korea at 28th, and Ghana at 61, which to me is atrocious because, or deceptive, because I think Ghana's going to do well. Um, we'll get to that a little later. Um, for Portugal, how they qualified, they took path C, because they lost to Serbia. And so that meant that uh, they only took second place in their group and they had to win two more games. They beat Turkey three to one and North Macedonia two to zero. Uh, North Macedonia's previous win meant that Portugal did not have to play Italy in that path C final. So they're in, uh, their coach is Fernando Santos. Uh, he has coached, the Greece national team, and just about every Greek or Portuguese team you can name, minus two that I have heard of that he hasn't coached. But he's coached uh, PAOK, he's coached Benfica, AQ Athens, Sporting, Panathinaikos, and Porto. Um, important players. Um, Rui Patricio is a net. He plays for Roma. Um, 39-year-old Pepe. He's not in Real Madrid anymore. He's at Porto. Is this, is this Pepe's last World Cup? 39 years old. You want to see someone yeah, who is I a destroyer so. on the pitch that just wants to tear your arms off, tear your knee ligaments, and break ankles. You you watch Pepe play defense. I was going to say, high, high probability of a red card probably in, in, in this tournament. This and being his last World Cup, he's got to go out with a red. <laughs> I don't think his anger management has gotten any better. Nope. You know, normally you would like to think it at 39 years old, that his temperament has undergone some amount of therapy, learning um, how to control your body more, how to control your emotions more. I don't think that's... He probably happening. slide tackled his therapist is what happened. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, what part of therapy is he in where he like... <laughs> he's got like a checklist and he's and, and they're like, oh yeah, I have to make amends. I'm just going to slide tackle you twice and then call it even. <laughs> Uh, also at center back, uh, Ruben Diaz from Man City. Um, and then uh, still playing uh, Daniel Pereira from PSG. Um, left fullback Nuno Mendes from PSG. Midfielders, you know, Bruno Fernandez from Man U, Bernardo Silva, um, Nates Nunez, um, some attacking winger named Cristiano Ronaldo. And um, I'll also just point out one young player from each team, 23-year-old uh, Rafael Leal, 23-year-old um, from a a AC Milan. Oh, and I guess Zeller wants me to mention Diogo Jota, 25-year-old uh, from some club he supports. He's Yeah, he's not playing in the tournament, though, because of his injury. So, Oh, he's out. My bad. Yeah. It's all right. Fuck um, you. 
how does Portugal play? Uh, they don't care about possession. They don't. Um, uh, unlike the cops and drugs, they care about possession. But Portugal, they will sit back and they'll wait for a counter. And then they will do some long pass to some somebody that will do a long dribble. And they'll dribble by three, three dudes. And then they'll score. That's, that's how they play. Um, most important match to me is with Ghana. And why is that? Because they're like the lowest FIFA ranked team. Ghana is used to playing in the heat. They're used to playing in the desert. I think they are vastly underrated. Don't sleep on Ghana. I think that's going to be a tough match for everybody in this group. Um, fun fact about the country, the shortest and longest reigning monarchs in Europe, uh, Portuguese uh, King Enrique ruled for 73 years while Luis Felipe 20 minutes. Also, to tie it into our fire kit and podium wear, Portugal was one of the first Westerners to set foot on Japan. Second team is that, that didn't go so great from what I remember <laughs> in history. <laughs> they were not well received. <laughs> uh, one could argue whether they or the Spanish were better or worse received, or they were just yeah. both not well received. Right. In uh, trying to uh, use Christianity as a way to gain money and influence in, in yep. Japan. That's a whole other conversation, but yes, yeah. correct. Uh, anybody who wants to watch uh, Shogun with me, <laughs> all, you know, however many hours of that miniseries, you let me know. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ghana. Uh, how Ghana qualified? They are in CAF, so they qualified through CAF. I forgot to take down what place they took. Well, they had to win their group, and then they had to beat... No, no, uh, yeah, they had to win a playoff, right? Yeah, they well, yeah, <clears throat> you have to win your group, and uh, then you have to then there's a playoff against yeah, one other, another group winner. Format. So they are coached by Otto Addo, he is a former winger. Uh, and while he's not coaching Ghana, he is a talent coach for Borussia Dortmund, in which he helps with them with transitioning youth to senior teams, video analysis, and training. Uh, important players. Uh, Daniel uh, Amardi from Leicester City, uh, midfielder Andre Au, um, his brother striker Jordan Au. Um, Andre now plays for Al Saad, but he he formerly played for West Ham and uh, Swansea. Jordan Au played for Crystal Palace. Um, Jeffrey Schlupp, midfielder, also plays for Crystal Palace. Some guy named Thomas Party who plays for Arsenal, and then young player I put. Picked out 25-year-old Yabeoa uh, ya um, from Columbus Crew. Um, also, defender Jonathan Mensa from Columbus Crew plays for the Black Stars. So um, getting some MLS representation from yeah. Ghana. Just F FYI, <clears throat> Ghana uh, got through beating Nigeria, uh, a 1-1 draw, but they got through on away goals. So um... I was looking it up, too. They were the first... African nation actually to qualify. So. Yeah. So and then, then apparently Nigerian fans rioted after uh, losing. Yeah, Canada, so. exactly. I saw that part <laughs> so. too. Not great. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. MJ. Thank you for the assists, everyone. I appreciate that. So how does Ghana play? They are extremely disciplined. Every time the U S has had to play them world cup, 
I think they've only won once. <laughs> they, they are very organized and what they make up for in having talent differences on their squad is just being disciplined and that's disciplined on defense. And then they, they have, they like to attack. They have this attacking style that they, that they, they want to play and impose your will on um, look for them to, to play shorter passes, but yeah, they, when I think of Ghana, I just think of discipline and very difficult to break down um, or frustrating to break down. Um, most important match for Ghana, I'm going to say South Korea, not because uh, that's just, just because they're the two that aren't supposed to make it. And so whoever wins that game is going get, to get a lot of confidence uh, out of that. And uh, so that look for that Ghana versus uh, Korea match, which is, which is the second match day as being their important matchup. Moving on. Oh, fun fact, fun fact about the country. Ghana has a black star on their flag and their team is called the Black Stars. I know, super creative, right? Uruguay, La Celeste, meaning the sky blue. Talk about, talk about mailing in your fast facts. Fun yeah. facts. <laughs> Jesus Christ, MJ. Hey, I like right, flags. Go. I like go, flags. Go. It, was, it was an easy one. You want me sure. to look up something else? No, 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 no. That was great. Please, please yeah. talk about Uruguay. I'm curious now about Ur- Uruguay's fun facts. Um, it's not going to be flags related, but it's going to be uh, linguistics related. Another thing that I like to talk about. So right. it's not going to involve mate. I'm impressed already. <laughs> uh, they were third place in Comedy Bowl. Uh, surprisingly, they uh, lost at home, or not surprisingly, they lost at home to Argentina, Brazil, and then went on the road. To beat Argentina and Brazil, um, they they did not beat Brazil. In Brazil, no. Did I read nope. that wrong? Bra- Brazil went undefeated in qualifying. They might have tied them. They did not beat them. Okay, my bad. That's, they yeah. they did. <laughs> For Argentina, I know it was flip flop. They 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 lost yeah. at home and, and and won away. So, um, my bad. I'll right. I'll, I'll see to the to the Brazil expert. Um, coach. Uh, Diego Alonso, uh, formerly coached Inter Miami <laughs> from 2019 to 2021. So weird. Yeah. As well as Monterey, Pachuca, Olympia, and Paraguay, etc. Uh, important players, uh, 36-year-old captain Diego Godin, um, who currently plays for Velez Sarsfield, who Minnesota United fans should have heard of by now, because that's where we found... Luisa Maria, am I right? This time around? Yeah, yeah in a sense, yeah, Luisa Maria and um, the froggy uh, guy. Right back, Martin uh, Cáceres uh, from LA Galaxy. Center back, Jose Jiménez from Atletico de Madrid. Some guy we named uh, Rodrigo Betancourt from Tottenham. They have a couple young guys uh, that I want to point out. Uh, 25-year-old Nicolas de la Cruz, who plays for River Plate. 23-year-old Darwin Nunez plays for Liverpool, and 21-year-old Cesar Araujo plays for Orlando City. And then attacking players you all know. Luis Suarez plays for Nacional. Edison Cavani plays for Valencia. They have both played for much more famous clubs, but that's where they are now. Um, Oh, and Jonathan Rodriguez from from Club America. Um, How do they play? I'm I'm going to cede to my commendable expert co-hosts here. Rodrigo and Eric and ask, 
would you call them a team of versatility or a team of identity crisis? Because every time I watch Uruguay play, it's like I get a different Uruguay. You know, yeah. Here they're sitting back. Here they're on the attack and they're like going for goals. And when they score a goal, they're going for more goals. And they're just like animals and they're running all over the place. And here, no, they're going to sit back. Here they're going to counter. Um, are they a team of versatility or is it a team of identity crisis? I like, um, I like the second one. I, I, I was thinking about it. And as soon as you said that, I'm like, that, that rings. I, I like identity crisis. It's good. I, I think they're they're opportunistic. That's what they are. They're the team of, of looking for that opportunity, because all they need is just a, a one-two, as as they played before. They need a one-two-three pass from Cavani to Luis Suarez to Cavani, and then we just got a goal. We we should we should mention too, like they barely snuck into that third qualification spot. Like that was the last day of qualifying. And it was only because Ecuador lost that they were able to jump from fifth to third. So, like, <laughs> literally the yeah, last I mean, the last they got, they qualification for ball was crazy. Yeah. Yes. It's like, you know, it, it would have gone one way or the other. And, and we, you could have had Chile almost make it into, you yep. know, the World Cup. And, and uh, but I mean, I, I, I mean, the, the thing that's always amazing about Uruguay is not only that, you know, They've won a World Cup, <laughs> the, the original. Well, um, if, if you want to get in an argument with a, with Amate, they're going to tell yeah, you they've won yeah, four. I, well, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can get into an argument in, in that respect. But in addition, it's like it's such a small country and still produces top players. It's like, you know, it's like if someone needs to go ahead and figure out what's in the Mate or what's in the Asado that they're doing that produces talent in that level is, 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 is interesting. I think Nunez... Is key to this team. I think he will decipher where it goes, and I think um, just building that cohesive to to be able to see what they are. So I think their their first two games are going to be telling of which kind of of um, the first first two games will be telling which which team you have. If Nunez is going to be the cohesive piece, make sure that they put it on his head and not his fucking foot feet, because that dude can't score for shit with his feet. He's not supposed head, to. He's really good with his head. So um, I would want him to score. I just want him to pass the ball to just, you know, it's like the Randy Moss ratio, right? Just make sure that Luis Suarez and Cavani get the ball at one point and then something will happen. Yeah, that's that's a fair, fair, fair point. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add. Um, I, I, I just don't think the how old's Godin again? He's like 30 something, right? You mentioned 36, it. I think. Yeah, I, I so not not Pepe old, but he's almost Pepe old. I don't, I don't think the defense is going to be able to hold very well. I mean, they're, they're going to score goals with those two, like you already said, but I, I think they're really vulnerable in the back and they'll probably they'll give up as many as they score. So it's, it's probably going to even out. Yeah. Which, which plays into the whole opportunistic mentality that they, yeah. you know, they've been is like, we did, we either sit four or five in the back and then just counter and then figure out to see one of those two. I mean, if Cavani or Suarez is out, then that's a whole different conversation of this team. Finish it off, MJ. Well, the last team in the group is Korea, the Tigers. Uh, they took second in Group A uh, after Iran. So those that are cheering for the U.S. in their group, just note they did not play as well as Iran did in the in AFC qualifying, um, much to my disappointment. Um, important players. Um, 
before I say like the obvious players, I just want to say my favorite players. First of all, their starting back line typically is all named the family name Kim, which was my family name. So their 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 back four are all named Kim. I believe their goalkeeper is named Kim. It's one of the most popular family names in Korea, but it's still kind of cool that with all the other names that there are in Korea, the back four are Kim. And I'll start with the center back from Fenerbahce, Kim Min Jae. So he shares the same initials as I do. Kim Min Jae, um, he is a badass center back. Uh, love him on both ends of the pitch. Uh, just good with the ball, really smart with his head. Um, so he's my number one shout out. And then you get to the other, you know, Son, you know, Song Hyung Min, et cetera, et cetera. The the other the other players that that we know of, right? So how they play. Korea used to have Dutch coaches, and you can see that Dutch influence, that total football style in the way play. Now they met with the Korean coaches, they have changed this slightly where they're playing more total football within the group. So the back four may move around a bit or the back four with this, the center midfield, but usually the center midfield will change positions amongst themselves. The attacking players will change amongst themselves and the defensive player or the backs will stay with them, kind of amongst themselves. They tend to not vertically employ the total football as much, but definitely horizontally across the pitch. Um, I think they're fun to watch. They're very technical. Um, Fun fact about the country, I was going to mail this in. I was going to say, if it was not for South Korea, I wouldn't be on this podcast. But a better fun fact is that the Korean War supposedly ended in 1953 when armistice was signed. That is a uh, armistice like a ceasefire. There still is no peace treaty between North and South Korea, despite many... Uh, attempts to uh, heal that nation that was divided mostly out of Western colonialism. So cool. once again, MJ and I will have to have our side podcast of uh, yeah, <laughs> Asian, Asian colonial. Yeah, I don't know what we would call how, it. How, how the West uh, tried to conquer East Asia and yes. failed, but really messed it up. Um, That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take care of that one. We are also brought to you by Pence Homes. Uh, Petsomes.com. Take it away, Eric. This Minnesota football show and the Dave's I Know production monstrosity is brought to you by the team at Pence Homes at Keller Williams Classic Realty Northwest. Pence Homes will help walk you through the process of selling and buying a home in a time frame that works best for you. If you have any home-related questions about equity, home projects, or when is the right time to sell or buy, contact them at PenceHomes.com or 612-308-1122. Nate and his team always greatly supported local Minnesota football and football podcasts, and we're thrilled that they are helping us all around uh, this time as well. Once again, contact Pence Homes at PenceHomes.com, 612-308-1122. Uh, all right, buddy, so what do you think here? Well, who are your two? Uh, so, uh, this is going to surprise you, uh, or maybe not if you've been listening. I have Portugal number one and Ghana number two. Um, I think Ghana upsets, uh, Uruguay in in South Korea. Um, I think they only lose to Portugal. Um, they are my underdog 
pick, if you will, to, to get through. Um, South Korea, you would think since they're playing in an AFC host nation that they would have some amount of traveling fans, but keep in mind, South Korea is in East Asia. Asia is a big fucking continent, and this is in the Middle East. <laughs> um, so, like, and the climate differences between South Korea and, and Qatar cannot be uh, more stated. So, um, sadly, <sighs> I do not think that the, the Tiger Warriors uh, make it out of group stage. I will be the negative Nathan on their behalf. And I don't think Uruguay makes it either. I think uh, what Eric said about just being a liability on defense is uh, going to, they, they are so, they have such a great soccer IQ that they can manufacture something out of nothing, Uruguay, but then sometimes they get nothing out of nothing. So, mm-hmm. man, I, Oh, I want Portugal to get crash out so bad. I know, I know. I, wouldn't it be a great story if South Korea and Ghana went through? It'd be great. <laughs> I, would, I would just love it if those two went through. Uh, but that's not what I picked. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm way less invested in Portugal <clears throat> with no Diego Jota there. So fuck Bruno true. Fernandes. Fuck Cristiano Ronaldo. Especially. Yeah. Especially. D- yeah. Doubly so. Um, fuck Pepe. So yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm very much. I, I lose any luster that I had for Portugal when Jota was hurt. So my last uh, question, I guess, for Eric would be: Portugal is sometimes called the Brazil of Europe in their style of play. <laughs> you, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot of layers there. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Do you, do you do you like that? Do you loathe that? Do you think that that is a meaning? They're they're like Brazil, but not as good as Brazil. Like they're they're the closest thing you can get to Brazil. In, in, in Europe, do, do you, is that a good comparison? Is that a horrible comparison? We just consider like the last couple World Cups. I mean, they play ugly ass football. Like their yeah. their style is not pretty. It's yeah. it's messy and like you said, it's it's, it's kind of smash and grabby and lots yeah, of fouls yeah, yeah. and it's it's so in that respect, no, <laughs> not Rodrigo, at all. I think Rodrigo called it like youth soccer or like kid. You know, you want to play kid soccer? That's yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Portugal like barely got in, like, and they, you know, they had a favorable uh, path to be able to get to where they are. So, uh, like, are you saying North Macedonia is not a top twenty FIFA nation? Oh, we love we love North Macedonia. No, yeah, no, they're, they're not North top twenty. Macedonia. You know, they're not top twenty. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It may be, you know, top fifteen, but not top twenty. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's a kind of a hard one to bring. I, I, I like the idea. I like your Ghana having Ghana go. I, I just hope that one of those other two can maybe pull an upset. It'd be great. We'll see. All right. Um, anything else that we missed on? Uh, oh, the kit. Yeah. Which kit says, of this group? says the guy that's 40% Portuguese. <laughs> I'm betting against me. Wait, are you Portuguese from Portugal or Portuguese from? Well, it's kind of one and the same, my guy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh oh yeah I guess if you want if you had to pull a kit from uh from these ones uh Uruguay South Korea Portugal and Ghana um I guess I haven't seen the South Korea kit I've MJ's okay. I tend to raved against about how shitty it was so I guess not South no, Korea no, no, the, the, the way kit is is not that that great but like the okay. home kit is fire okay so, so I. I made the mistake. Uh, there was a team that I thought was in this group that is not in this group that I was going to pick as their fire kit, but that team's not in this group. So, um, 
so that that their fire kit will come up later. Um, but yeah, it I will have to go with the Korea home kit. It is mostly their color of red, although it's a little more orangey than the their typical red. And then because the Taeguk Warriors, the Tiger Warriors, it, there's just some faded amount of of like mostly red, but red, different colors of red and blacks, like tiger stripes on the shoulders. Yes, I'm just looking at it. The shoulders are shoulders are really yeah. cool. That you can barely see. You can barely see. They won't. I don't know if they'll show up on the Qatari cameras, but like like the, the kid up close looks pretty cool. Um, and I will do an honorable mention of the the I believe it's the Ghana away kit that is red. I was, yeah. I was just gonna mention that one. That one is like it, I'm not sure if I love it or I just fucking hate it, but it, it, it looks it's like, interesting. It looks like there's this giant square to print either a number your face or it looks like, broadcast a television on it's, it's it looks like, like a calendar date like you're pulling off a calendar like a, it like does. a it's, calendar. it's an advent it's like, calendar guys it's an advent calendar it, it, that's it's what it obviously is obviously a space to be used they like 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 <laughs> hey we're gonna put the square here and we're gonna use it for something yeah a sponsor i don't know like but i there but i'm not a huge yeah check it out no, it's it's very inter- it's interesting, man. Like I said, I'm not sure if I love it or I hate it, um, but I definitely <laughs> notice it. Um, I'm not a yeah. huge fan. Like I love Puma generally and the stuff that they do, but like I'm not a huge fan of their centering their uh the, their mark at the they because they do that for a lot of their um uh European teams as well, where they center the Puma and, and they have you know they have that says Manchester City across the front instead of the the sponsor or whatever. So I'm not I'm not sure what how I feel about it honestly. Let's put it that way. So I mean I, I like I like the Ghana home kit with the star the Ghana, in the middle. The Ghana that's, home that's, kit with the I, week, I, yeah. Just I a black star. It's way better, but yeah. it's also because it's a little goofy. Yeah. yeah. I mean if you're gonna center something center center of the star I and mean, that's what they did. Yeah. I think that's the best kit that they have. But yeah, yeah I mean I agree. I think South Korea um has has a as the funnest kit to to watch at least so and 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 their way kit i don't know what if i if i hate it or or like it uh it's it's i like the color scheme i don't really like the pattern whatever it it, uh, it looks like and it feels like like a goalie kit like something like yeah. goalie would wear yeah a Very, little bit um, crazy uh yeah kind of ja- jackson pollock kind of vibes yeah graffiti spray paint it, it looks straight out of the 80s um right except, in, except with the colors the colors are not uh chartreuse and hot pink but but the, really this the spray paint motif on black uh it really looks like out of the 80s um uh i forgot my fun fact about uruguay which i hinted was going to be linguistics related and that is uruguay means river of painted birds and you're just like what i mean Good Guarani. Yeah. So Eric ruined the spoiler. Not Spanish. It's Guarani, which is mm-hmm. uh indigenous group in Guarani. Paraguay, southern Brazil, Uruguay. That's where nice. I spend most of my duo, Duolingo time teaching myself <laughs> Guarani. Oh, really? Can you can you do you want to share something with the listeners about how to say hello or thank you in Guarani? Oh man, now you put me on the spot. I can't remember. Guarani is how you say the language and the people, though. I can tell you that. Guarani. Mm-hmm. right on <clears throat> cool all right well hey guys we now we're literally half done with uh with uh this awesome world cup preview podcast so um thanks everybody for listening again if you have any thoughts on the names hit us up um you can always reach out 
uh, at MN Football Show on Twitter um, or at TDIKMN if you want to talk to us <clears throat> or tag us both in the in your comment. Yes, we do have page. We do have Patreons. Uh, patreoncom slash show uh, or patreoncom slash Dave's I know again or both. You know those are it's always good to hit support your local uh, soccer podcast. Um, if you want to reach me, I'm at Texas Zeller. Rodrigo is at RSC Spoken Word. Uh, MJ is at MJ Matsui. Um, if you want to hit Eric up, he is Twitterless, but you can reach out in his IG, Eric SB Musica, um, or and always Jess at Jessica 144083Niner2. She'll be back next week with, uh, she's got, I think, Group F preview. So um, I'm guessing we're going to get lots and lots of hot or nots uh, from all of Jess's team. So be on the lookout for that. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, and we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Next week, we'll be doing groups uh, C and F as well as group B and G. So um, get your get your if you have any questions, certainly you can hit us up too. Um, obviously, you guys weren't prepared for these ones. But uh, if you have any questions about either of these groups, by all means, hit us up on Twitter. And if you have and name any us, ideas, what are we calling this? Name us. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any ideas for the format for how you want us to tell you about the games after they happened in the world cup, please right. hit us up on, 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 Twitter. We won't take any of them into consideration, but do, do, it, just, <laughs> do it just for our Twitter stats, please. Yep. Yeah. And of course, thank you to podium Wear for uh, sponsoring the show. Uh, again, if you want uh, custom team or club soccer uniforms and apparel, reach out to Brian uh, at podiumware.com. Uh, you can give him a call at 651-895-4559. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. I look forward to uh, all the awesome research and, and phoning it in for fun facts that we're going to have next week. So uh, talk to y'all. We'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks for listening. Yep. Bye-bye, guys. Ciao.